Hey guys, and welcome to Pandemic Pastimes, where I talk about different activities you can be doing during the COVID-19 pandemic to keep you happy, healthy, and to get you outside as well. As you play down the fairway, each throw must be thrown from the spot where the previous throw landed. Our first pandemic pastime is a sport you probably haven't heard much about, and that is the sport of disc golf. Disc golf is just that, golf played with frisbees. So the main goal of this sport is to complete each hole in as few throws as possible. It was formalized in the 1970s, but a man named Steady Ed Hendrick invented the frisbee in 1966 as an employee of Whammo, and people have been playing disc golf since way before 1970. Each of these occasions where people were playing disc golf were isolated in time and geography before the formalization of the sport in 1974. So what you do is similar to golf, you tee off at a certain point and throw at a target or a hole. And the hole is usually an elevated metal basket with chains. The terrain also is involved here. Instead of having open ground like most golf courses, you can be playing in a wooded area with lots of trees, bushes, and obstacles to challenge players. Once the putt lands in the chain basket, your hole is complete. This is a sport that's often free to play in public parks and really accessible to almost anyone. Even though disc golf is a relatively new sport, its association, the Professional Disc Golf Association, boasts 120,000 members across 54 countries and can tell you where about 8,000 disc golf courses are worldwide. So normally you could find a disc golf course at a city park or really any park. You just have to look it up on Google. There are pay to play courses, but those are up and coming. A nine hole disc golf course can be made on as little as five acres and a championship course, which usually consists about 18 holes, uses up to 30 or 40 acres. So these can even coexist within parks. As you walk through the park, you may see these chain link baskets. Those are disc golf holes. So the next time you're at the park, you should ask and see if your park has one. It's a great, great sport to play as it's a great source of exercise and mental concentration. One round can take about one to two area one round can take about one to two hours, and there's a low barrier to entry since it only costs about $15 to buy a couple of discs to start playing. Now, let's meet two disc golf enthusiasts who play in the local area of St. Pete, Florida. Can I have you guys introduce yourselves, maybe uh, where you're from and why you like disc golf? Yeah, uh, I'll get started. I'm Sam Cochran. I'm from Ocala, fifth year senior at Eckerd. Um, I think what got me into disc golf was initially, like, we would play on Kappa Field on Saturdays. We would throw a regular Frisbee, and I could just, like, chase that around all day. And when I heard that there was, like, courses around St. Pete, that's that's what made me want to get into that, you know, section of the sport, I guess. Like, it's a different type of disc. And Chase recommended Maximo Park, so I was like, yeah, let's try it. All right, and I'm Chase Acuff. I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm a fifth-year senior at Eckerd as well. Um, I kind of grew up throwing the Frisbee. Both my parents played uh, Ultimate Frisbee, so they taught me how to throw the Frisbee at a very young age. And then going to Eckerd, I mean, we, we would always th chuck the Frisbee out on the capital field a lot at baseball practice when we could. And then uh, actually over quarantine, I really started getting into disc golf just because I was bored, and uh, 
I would just head out to the course and play a little bit, and I fell in love with it. Awesome. So what do you guys find the most fun about disc golf? What what about this sport is what what does it for you? Honestly, for me, it's like it's very satisfying to to know that you threw a perfect disc and then to watch it like soar through the air is like just an awesome feeling. Um, that combined with like the challenge and like the competitive spirit involved, like once we get a few guys out there and we're all like playing against each other. Um, that's what makes it exciting to be a part of for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Chase? Um, for me, it's the the part that kind of threw me off or kind of, I didn't expect when I first started playing was like, you're, you're out in nature, you're hike. It's almost like you're hiking, but you're also like playing a sport. So like when you throw a bad disc, um, you're having to go through bushes and palm trees and, uh, the course by Eckerd Maximo Park is just a beautiful course. And then kind of what Sam said, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a really difficult sport. Um, the discs don't always fly the way you want them to. So just kind of perfecting your craft. And then when you do hit that perfect shot and you hear the sound of the chains, uh, there's probably no better feeling. No, but, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I want to add to that. Um, Chase mentioned he didn't really realize there would be like really beautiful nature. Like that's definitely a big part of these courses. And, I've only been to two courses, like the one here in St. Pete at Maximo Park, um, and then one back home in Ocala. And I think it like provides a good way to disconnect from your cell phone a little bit. And not only are you enjoying throwing the disc and hanging around with your friends, but you know you don't have your phone out at all. You're just you're just taking a nice a nice walk in nature the whole time. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm initially filming this podcast because I wanted to provide people with something they can do during the pandemic that would be socially distant, getting them outside, getting them exercising. Do you guys think this is the perfect sport for that? Yeah, I I think so. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Like we said, like just being outside is, I mean, obviously like uh, these courses are, you know, excellent ways to walk nature. And I think it's a perfect way to, social distance and a good way to get outside and i don't know i feel like we can all go a little bit crazy like staying in our houses and staying isolated for this period of time so i think it provides a great opportunity for that yeah awesome yeah feeding off that um basically everything sam said is what i would what i would go with um yeah it's just it's a good way to uh for me like i miss i really realized how much i miss competing over quarantine and it was just a, it's a really good way to get out there, get the competitive juices flowing for me. Um, and uh, I don't know, just, I, I've, I've honestly reconnected with a lot of friends through disc golf as well. And uh, just seeing how much, how many people just have, after we're posting about it are like, Hey, I want to play. Let's go throw some discs sometime. And I didn't realize how many people are interested in it or just haven't even given it an honest go because they just really don't know too much about it. Yeah. So speaking about not knowing too much about it, as someone who is a beginner when it comes to disc golf, would you say that you have to be an athletic person to get into this sport? I would say it helps. Um, It's not absolutely necessary because really you don't have to take it or you can take it as seriously as you want to. Like you can play very casually. Like we see people out at Maximo just 
kind of drinking beers, listening to music, and they're walking their dogs while throwing the frisbees. Um, so it's not like it's not like there's pressure to be extremely athletic. Um, I would say the more athletic you are, like the better you're going to be at it, just by nature. But um, it, it's not like a prerequisite by any means. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I personally don't. I mean, athleticism does help, but uh, just like what Sam said, the people you see out there, I mean, it's typically an older crowd, the disc golf community in general, um, but they're out there just having a good time, having having beers, um, pushing their carts around, and you really don't need, I mean, I see a lot of females out there playing just as, just as good as the males, and uh, I mean, it really doesn't matter. You just, I just think it takes time. That's like all it really is, just... You, with everything you just got to practice 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 and then you'll eventually get the hang of it awesome so i heard you guys mention people are out there drinking uh do you think it's the same way that people drink when they play golf what do you say it makes the sport more difficult to play <laughs> um good question I, i'm not really much of a golfer like regular golfer to begin with um mm-hmm. And it's and we haven't we haven't gone out there with like our six packs yet, even though we keep talking about it. Like we, we definitely need to mix in a few beers, and especially if we're beginning to like record some of our outings, um, that's an idea that re- that we recently had. Um, I feel like that could add a little bit of fun to it, and I don't know. I, I don't really, I, I don't really see that affecting our game too much. In fact, we might just like loosen up a little bit and, and play a little bit better if we mix in a, a beer or two. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I've yeah, we I've we've we've been talking about going out there having some beers, but it definitely seems like more of a place to enjoy a nice IPA rather than like a Bud Light, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just yeah, I would say it's I don't even know what I, I had a good point, Frick. <laughs> Um, what, were, what was the question again? We were talking about oh, drinking on the course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. There's something that a lot of people don't really know when going to this golf course is like the people who are there and like do it they, when they do it right drinking, they got these like really cool carts. That's like a whole nother part of the community that just kind of threw me off was these like, they're like these modified baby strollers. Oh, so they've got it yeah, down. One guy, there's this one guy who has a, he's got a Tiki Hut umbrella over his old kid's baby stroller that's modified to hold discs, a cooler, and a speaker. And uh, it's pretty it's pretty badass, in my opinion, just the way that people can go about the game. Everyone does it in their own unique way, and everyone just manages to have a good time. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, I think the community in general has something of, like, a hippie slash, like, counterculture type of vibe. Um, mm-hmm. where like Chase was mentioning, like customized, customized carts, like, you know, kind of a do it yourself type of feel and, you know, IPAs over your like traditional light beers and stuff like that. Um, I think it's just like a fun thing to be a part of. And I'm happy that like I was introduced to it recently and it's been a lot of fun. It's been become like a bit of an obsession for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so Debody. Do both of you see yourselves playing after the pandemic, getting really into the sport? Yeah, I definitely see that. Um, I, I think this is just the beginning for us, to be honest. I think we have a long disc golf career ahead of us, and we're already talking about taking some trips to 
beautiful parks and you know beautiful courses and i could i could see this uh hobby definitely lasting a while yeah i definitely want to use it as a uh just a way to see different places like if i'm going to if i'm going to north carolina or vermont if i'm just going somewhere to um just be in that area might as well play some disc golf while i'm there just see what other courses have to offer and also what nature has to offer in these different places and i really think uh this sport just has a ton of room to grow as well like typically got an older community but uh i could i definitely am seeing a lot of younger people on the course as the pandemic has gone on and uh just as more people are just trying to get outside and get engaged yeah that's awesome so i want to finish up this this little interview here with both of you telling me one of your your best or your most proudest disc golf moment when you hit those chains how did you feel what were you doing i want to hear the stories <laughs> uh i'll have to think about that chase if you want to go ahead yeah i don't know maybe maybe most recently um i kind of just figured out my uh my mid-range shot i've always been good at driving the disc getting it close to the hole and then maybe getting it uh, a quick little like a birdie or a par by the hole if I get it close. But the hard part's really for me, for me for disc golf is like when you're kind of like 40, 50, 60 feet away from the chains and just kind of, I don't know, I finally, like a couple weeks ago, I finally feel like I've per- like not perfected my shot, but given myself a chance every time when I'm in that range to at least um, hear those chains jingle. And uh, as, as Sam will say, um, it's the best sound in sports. Best sound in sports. Mm-hmm. second to none yeah um i don't really have like a particular moment that stands out i've gotten pretty close to my first hole in one and i I think whenever that happens like that'll be my my top moment yeah that was crazy that was like your second time on the course and i almost watched sam from the from the pro tees nail a hole in one that just kind of beautifully went through went through like 10 leap crossing trees sunlight peeking through the branches and it, it was almost perfect we were all about, like freaking out and i feel like when someone does hit that shot like we're all just going to be just as excited for them as it as if it was for us yeah yeah absolutely yeah that day is coming soon for one of us i know that but uh but ultimately like i think it's the fact that you get to throw the disc like 50 times per outing and if you have a bad shot like you can pick it up and and kind of make that tiny adjustment that you that you've been needing to make and that's what makes it so cool to me it's like you know it's a game of like little adjustments and as long as you can get a little bit better uh every single time out then then that's what makes it worthwhile for me and yeah you got this sounds like a really really yeah fun and sport. then another thing that i think helps get people into the game of disc golf is the discs themselves there's like there's just so many, the names on them. Like I remember my first disc and I think Sam's the starter pack we bought. It's like your driver is called the leopard. Your mid range is the shark and your putters. Like it was like the ABR, but like the names are endless. You can like, the, and they have, they have like a design on all the discs. They're just really cool. We most recently went to this store in Clearwater. It's, I guess it's the biggest disc golf store in the U S and, um, oh, and wow. it was 20 minutes away. We didn't even know it this whole time. <laughs> but uh we went up there well i don't think sam went i went with um two of my other friends louie and jc and uh they they really bought they bought their first discs they kind of looked around the store saw what 
what names, what designs like spoke to them and they went with it. So that's another cool thing. You kind of build these relationships with your discs and when you do lose one, it hurts. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has that like collectible aspect to it. Like not only is the game itself a lot of fun, but everyone has like their own arsenal of like, you know, three or four discs and you're always like looking to add to that collection to not only make you a better player, but I don't know, just kind of make you a little more excited that you get to care for for a new disc with like vibrant colors and a unique name like one of mine's like the shark it's like a purple shark and it's just like it's a lot of fun when you pick it up and you're like all right i'm gonna throw the shark now like i hope you do well for me buddy like it's, it's funny how you build a relationship with like <laughs> each individual disc like jason yeah. saying yeah so it sounds like my listeners here in florida are probably on the edge of their <laughs> seats ready to play for Hyped and excited. You got me excited about this. I want to thank you guys again for letting me interview you about this this different sport that I didn't even know had a huge store right here in Clearwater. But so thank you again for letting me interview you. What would you have to say to someone just starting out? What is your advice as part of this community now? Uh, my advice to anyone starting out in the disc golf world is... Uh... Go, go, go get you a starter pack of discs, go to the nearest course and just fall in love and give it a chance because it's going to be tough at first, but, uh, I hope your first outing is a good one. You don't lose that many discs and I hope you fall in love with the sport that the way Sam and I did. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, uh, go to Dick Sporting Goods, get one of those starter packs that Chase mentioned, uh, get yourself a driver, a mid range, a putter. It should run you about twenty-seven to thirty dollars, so like ten dollars a disc. Not too expensive, way cheaper than golf. You don't have to pay to get on the course as well. Exactly. Yeah, that that's a huge uh, appealing aspect as well. Um, yeah, maybe pull up a, a YouTube video of like some disc golf just to get a sense of like how they position themselves, and you know, so you fully understand what the objective is, and then just go do it. Just just look up a local course and, and get out there and have some fun. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you.